on Jazz FM. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Very good morning to Craig Earlham. UK PLC depends on public confidence and a lot of consumer sentiment and so on. Do you feel as though that's been fragmented, destroyed, splintered, upset, whichever word you care to use, because of the new social gatherings rules from Monday? I think almost everyone is upset about something at this point, whether that is the businesses that rely on social gatherings, whether that is the airline businesses, the holiday-related tourism businesses, net consumers, uh, and now just the general public. Uh, It's a strange one, isn't it? Because ultimately you do want your government to be flexible in a time like this because you do want to be able to react uh, react to the evolving landscape uh, and the evolving landscape being a spike in new coronavirus cases, which is what we've seen across Europe and the UK has lagged Europe in many aspects uh, with regards to this. So we are now seeing a spike of our own. So you want them to be reactive. You don't want them to be sticking to very strict rules even if it comes at the expense of another surge in cases. But then equally, there just doesn't seem to be much consistency in what they're doing. And it makes it very difficult for businesses and people to anticipate uh, what's coming. Uh, And the business side of that is particularly problematic because businesses have spent a lot of money trying to get to a position uh, in which they can run effectively throughout this crisis. Uh, And when the government throws curveballs like this, it really does make life much harder because it's not just about what people can and cannot do. It's the fact that if people don't really understand what they can and cannot do, that in itself is going to have take its toll uh, on, on whether they will go to the shops and whether they will go to the bars and restaurants and that's ultimately going to have a have a cause bigger problems as well so i just i don't think the government's doing itself any favors and in trying to simplify the rules they may have even made it that much more complicated I, i'm just thinking about you know the run-up to christmas and so on which you know whatever you think about it and black friday and all the rest of it you know normal times that is a crucial time for retail i mean i'm guessing whether it be online or in in bricks and mortar that that seems to me to be a, a major part of the problem which is facing the economy right now to be honest i hadn't even given any thought to something like black friday where we associate black friday with enormous crowds i can imagine yeah. that black friday this year will probably be an online only event so businesses should uh, really uh, prepare for something along those lines but i think christmas feels so far away that's the really strange thing this year it feels so far away at this point when you look at some of the projections for what um the 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 people who know about this type of thing uh are are anticipating for this the 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 winter period in terms of cases and uh, unfortunately deaths it is extremely worrying and i know we can all people like to refer to this as kind of scaremongering but surely the lesson of the last six months is that this is a, a very real threat and we may be better adept at actually dealing with these situations right now but it doesn't mean that we've conquered corona uh, and you look at that and you're saying well actually the next three months could see a lot more restrictions being imposed in order to try and contain the virus the difficulty that the government has is that trying to impose restrictions where they're saying that this is actually spread more so in small family and friend gatherings at christmas Uh, the time of family and friend gatherings that's going to be extremely difficult so again I think there's going to be many more lessons to learn but I think the biggest lesson that the government can learn right now is that what it needs in its message is consistency and clarity because it doesn't seem to have any of those things right now Okay, Uh, it's a big week uh, apart from anything else for trade negotiations about uh, Japan, about the United States Um, and of course there is this 
business with the EU. Now, in an emergency meeting today uh, in London, uh, critics are calling this the, the nadir of four years of negotiations, i.e. this wish of the government, they're, the British government, they're saying to tinker around with the edges. Um, its critics are saying it's a fundamental um, uh, fundamental tearing up of international law effectively uh, the northern ireland issue was always going to be tricky take us through what you think are the main concerns about this and then the market effects of it which i can't see at the moment all i can see is maybe a marginal effect on sterling so the the, the biggest effect of this is and i think john major summed this up uh, quite well was suggesting that for decades uh, britain's word whether with friend or foe, has been sacrosanct. So it's been extremely reliable uh, and therefore uh, putting our signature on international treaties uh, means that the, you, it wasn't an issue that you therefore had to deal with going forward. And with this withdrawal agreement, this may seem like a very small technicality and, and affect a very small area, but it, 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 what it effectively says is we're not good for our word. And when you're trying to negotiate a free, a free trade agreement with that exact same trading partner, that's extremely problematic. And it's not just the EU that this becomes problematic for. You see the comments from um, from the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, yeah. overnight as well, Indeed. suggesting that if anything that jeopardises the Good Friday Agreement that the UK is trying to implement right now, therefore threatens uh, a free trade agreement with the US as well. And a number of other countries are going to take this this view as well. If the UK is not as good as its word uh, and it's not uh, and their signature is not as, as as good as the paper it's written on, then then that is hugely problematic. So this seems like an a really unnecessary gamble as far as the UK government is concerned. Uh, I, I can't help but feel that this is an attempt to try and pressure the EU into uh, into this free trade agreement, into signing another document which effectively resolves this situation for them. But it seems to be a massive gamble. And I know we talk about the pound as if it's only fallen a little bit. And in the grand scheme of things, you could say, yes, it has only fallen uh, a little bit. You think you always compare it almost to that 10% drop on Brexit night itself. But I mean, 4 5% over the course of a week is quite a significant drop as far as currency markets are concerned. And what it does do is it highlights the fragility in these markets. It highlights the nervousness that's creeping back in. Ultimately, it's the Brexit no-deal risk premium that we're seeing factored into these markets. People are now worried once again about no-deal Brexit. And now we're not worried about no-deal Brexit when the economy is strong and the global economy is strong. We're worried about no-deal Brexit when we're in the midst of a pandemic and businesses have enough uh, to worry about. So, yeah... I think the government has a lot to answer for now and these negotiations over the next month are going to be extremely tense. Okay, uh, we've got two big ones today. We've got the ECB and then we've got the US weekly jobless figures. Let's leave the weekly jobless figures for the moment. Talk about the ECB. What are you looking for there? So the ECB uh, has obviously provided an enormous amount of stimulus over the course of the last few months, but what's changed over the last month is that the the data has started to take a turn for the worse. That has been impacted by the rise in the number of coronavirus uh, cases. It's been affected by the impact that that therefore has on tourism, so countries like Italy, Spain, etc. Um, have been quite severely impacted as a result of that. And then finally, we look at the inflation data last month, and it actually went negative uh, uh, for the first time 
time in a long time. So the ECB is now facing a slowing economy, rising COVID cases and uh, and deflation. So all of a sudden, people's expectations has changed. Now we're now we're expecting before the end of the year that they are going to have to increase their QE program again because ultimately they can't go really any more negative in any significant way. So uh, we get new economic projections today for inflation and growth, uh, and we expect that at the very least they're going to lay out the um, layout hints uh, for further easing this year. How impactful that can be uh, is another question altogether because with all the different QE programs they've got out there, rates are already extraordinarily low, but the bank can't be seen to be not acting. So I think we are going to see um, them, them hint at uh, another uh, additional stimulus package and, uh, over and, the course of the next few months. And very briefly, a fairly jagged route for equities, given the ups and downs of tech stocks in the United States, very briefly. So tech stocks bounced back yesterday, a 10% jump in Tesla after a 20% decline the day before. It's kind of the wild west of these markets uh, at this moment in time. We've got to remember these valuations became extremely frothy uh, and the, simply because we are in a really strange environment right now. We're not going back to February. We're not going to stay where we are now. How do you value a stock where there's such a gap between what February looked like and what August looked like, looks like and then what a year from now can look like? It's very difficult and that brings with it the kind of volatility that we're seeing right now. Craig Ellum, thank you very much indeed. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. 